The following is a sermon that was preached at Faith Lutheran Church in Sharpsburg, Georgia. For more information about our church or to hear past sermons from Faith Lutheran, visit georgiafaith.com. Thank you for listening. Maybe you saw it this morning. It's actually not all that noticeable, but it's very important. And nowadays, it's used to commemorate a new building. Sometimes it's even a fashion statement or a decorative piece. But before modern architecture, this was the kind of thing that would make or break a building. Long before backhoes and laser levels, the cornerstone was the most important part of any structure. It was the very first stone that was placed, and so every other stone would build on top of it and around it. It had to be a very strong stone because it would bear the weight of the entire building. You can imagine the problems you'd have if you didn't have a solid cornerstone. If it was just a little bit crooked, you could have a leaning wall. If there was the tiniest crack, the whole structure could come crumbling down. A building was only as strong as its cornerstone. And so, especially in the ancient world, every builder needed to be sure that the stone he chose was reliable. You know, that's the way God had spoken about his Messiah. In the Psalms, he had called him a chief cornerstone. Whoever put their trust in him would stand like a fortress. They would never be shaken. And now the religious leaders in Jesus' day understood all of this. They waited long to welcome this Messiah, the one who would build their salvation and give them their promised inheritance. The thing was, he had already come. The Messiah was already here, but the religious leaders didn't accept him. They just didn't believe him when he said he was the cornerstone they were looking for. To them, he didn't look the part. Instead, he looked more like a rock that you toss out, not the kind of rock that you build with, certainly not a cornerstone. They wanted a Messiah who was more like them, more noticeable, more respected, someone who didn't associate with tax collectors and sinners. Jesus constantly failed their skewed test of what they thought the Messiah should be. And so they questioned his authority. They publicly challenged him. They disapproved of everything that he did. And in their hearts, they had already rejected him and were planning, even now, to find a way to get rid of him. And while these people were experts in the law, who knew the scriptures inside and out, they failed to understand the seriousness of what they were planning to do. And so to point out their grave mistake, Jesus told them a parable one day. He said there was once a man who planted a vineyard, and he hired out some farmers to work in it while he was away. The farmers got to work, and over time, the vines produced grapes. The master, from his distance, he sent a servant to go collect some of the harvest. But when the servant reached the vineyard, The farmers took him and beat him and sent him back to his master empty-handed. 
The master tried again. He sent another servant to collect his grapes, but the response was the same. The farmers took him, they treated him dishonorably, and they sent him right back to his master. The master sent a third servant, but the farmers took him and severely wounded him and sent him limping back to his master. You can see the master's problem. Every time he sent a servant to collect what was rightfully his, the wicked farmers responded with violence. And so the master weighed his options, and he decided to do something unexpected. He decided that he would send his son, whom he loved, hoping against hope that the farmers would accept him, give him the grapes, and send him back to his father. This was the farmer's last chance. But when they saw the sun approaching from a distance, they hatched a plan. This is the heir, the son. Let's kill him. Let's take his inheritance. With the heir out of the way, they they saw a chance to get rich quick. And so when the son arrived, they threw him outside the vineyard, and the farmers killed him. Jesus' audience quieted down His parable had hit his mark. And the religious leaders suddenly knew where Jesus was going with this. You see, in the Old Testament, the vineyard was a common picture for Israel, the place where God, the master of the vineyard, sowed his word and looked for fruits of faith from his people. He even appointed farmers, people to take care of his his people, to make sure that they would grow spiritually. And when God sent his servants, the prophets, to check on their growth, the farmers responded with violence again and again. They killed God's prophets. They stoned those sent to them. Even when God gave them chance after chance, the outcome was always the same. And so what would you have done? What would you do about farmers who wouldn't respond to second chances, who are ignorant in their ways, Wouldn't it make sense to dole out a punishment that fit their crimes? But here we see the love of a father who sent his son into the hands of sinners to turn them from their wickedness and produce the fruits that he wanted to see. And so he sent his son, but the farmers did the unthinkable. They killed him instead. And this is exactly what the religious leaders were planning to do to Jesus. And so Jesus brought his parable full circle again. What then will the owner of the vineyard do to them, he said? He will come and kill those tenants and give the vineyard to others. This was just too much. The people listening to Jesus' parable couldn't imagine this thing ever happening. A father who sent his son into the hands of murderers? A group of farmers so ignorant that they won't respond to second chances? But maybe you see what the religious leaders failed to understand. You see, they thought they could reject and kill this prophet from Nazareth and get away with it. But Jesus told them what was really going on. He quoted a psalm that they know well, a psalm that they sang every Passover. He said, The stone the builders rejected has become the cornerstone. 
The religious leaders were rejecting a stone chosen by God, not just another rock, a cornerstone, the foundation for God's people. And by rejecting this Messiah, they thought they could kill the son and steal an inheritance that didn't belong to them. The consequences for building without God's cornerstone were serious. This cornerstone had the power to crush and break anyone who rejected it. The builders of Israel's religious structure had tossed away this foundation, and they would crumble to the ground because of it. Jesus told this parable because it poses a serious warning. Scripture tells us that he is this cornerstone that God has set, the cornerstone that will either make or break you. Those who reject the Messiah will find that when the master comes back, there will be judgment. But what does this parable say to us? Today, Jesus wants each of us to consider what it means that he is our cornerstone. When life is good or busy, where do you lean? Do we remember how, Jesus, how important Jesus is in our lives? When sin batters and bruises you, do you tend to lean on your own strength? And maybe it's because we look around and so often we see things that will topple us and make us crumble. A sickness that can isolate and weaken you. Feuds with fellow Christians. News of violence around the world that shakes you and shocks you. The feeling that you're not doing enough, not being enough. It all threatens to bring us down. And these are the things that Satan uses like a, a pry bar to pull us away from our foundation and from our fellow Christians. Because he knows that on our own, we're, we're just a brick. Towers and buildings don't just fall down on their own. But over time, weather can chip away and pieces can fall apart. So what are the things that are chipping away at your connection to the cornerstone. Whether we realize it or not, sometimes we can forget just how strong our Savior really is. He wasn't just a prophet who spoke comforting words and told interesting parables. He wasn't just a teacher with wise sayings. Jesus is so much more than that. In this life, people need a firm foundation. They look around and they see what's going on in the world and they need somewhere strong to get them through this life, something trustworthy to give them peace about the next one. And dear friends, that's what Jesus is. He is a firm foundation for our faith. When everything else in your life comes crumbling down, Jesus is the one that anchors you and holds you fast. He is a carefully chosen cornerstone a precious and tested stone placed by the Father. It's the Son whom he loves. And Jesus builds us up into a firm structure. He builds us together with other Christians so that we're made to withstand the attacks of the devil. Each of us supports each other and keeps each other in line. Each of us relies on our cornerstone. Each of us has crooked edges that Jesus makes smooth again. 
Each of us needs him for a foundation. If you look around and you think you're not strong enough, you're right. You and I, we're just a single brick. But where is your cornerstone? Lean on Jesus. Trust in him. Let Jesus plumb our walls. Let him straighten our lines. Let him set our corners. Because the result is a beautiful thing. The religious leaders in Jesus' day, they received his warning loud and clear. But in their unbelief, they continued to look for a way to get rid of him. And later that week, they succeeded. They put him on a cross, and he suffered a criminal's death. But it wasn't the end. Jesus rose again victorious, and now he promises life and salvation to all who believe in him. He is the firm foundation for our faith. To them, he was a stone unfit for building, but he proved himself to be the most valuable stone of them all. And while he failed the religious leader's test, Jesus passed God's test perfectly as our Messiah. And so we don't have to fear the wrath for those who reject him. For us, he is our firm foundation in this life and in the next. Those who put their trust in Jesus will never be shaken. They will never be put to shame. Because a building, it's only as strong as its cornerstone. And our cornerstone is strong. Amen. <laughs>